0: Welcome in. This is Dog Tracks, where we're tracking your running Bulldogs. I'm your host, Phil Constantino. This past Wednesday at the Bowplex in Charlotte, the Big South Conference held its annual preseason men's and women's basketball media day. I was lucky enough to attend. Gardner-Webb head men's basketball coach Tim Kraft, he attended. Head women's basketball coach Alex Simmons, she attended. And so did a couple of student-athletes, Kareem Reed from the men's team and Alaysia Smith from the women's team, both of whom are preseason all-conference selections. Both the Gardner-Webb men and the Gardner-Webb women, they're expected to make some noise once again this year in the Big South Conference. Let's start with the women who were selected as the preseason conference co-favorites alongside High Point, number one in the Big South preseason poll. This is a team that just a season ago came within one basket, a couple of seconds of playing for a conference championship. This year, the Gardner-Webb women return all five of their starters from last year and return more than 90% of their scoring from last year. There are only three newcomers on the roster. That is a sign of what Alex Simmons has coming back this year. Hopes could not be be higher. I'm excited to watch them play. I know Coach Simmons is excited to roam the sidelines and coach some games again, and she and I spoke at Media Day. Coach Simmons, welcome. How you feeling?
1: I'm good. You know, it's a exciting, exciting day for our program and our university, and Main, mainly for our athletes, I think um, you know a lot, a lot of those kids, Lauren, Jess, and Alasia, um, along with our other players, have put in a lot of work this off-season. So um, you know, when you look at the preseason picks, but for our team and individually, um, I think that speaks to the work that they've put in.
0: You're in this rare situation that I don't think it happens much, not in men's basketball, women's basketball, men's soccer, women's soccer, any sport in college athletics nowadays. You have nine of your top ten scorers from last year returning, and then a couple of other letter winners as well. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen something like that, especially in modern times and yeah. college basketball, where you have that much coming back?
1: Yeah, in a in a world of transferring, you know, no, you don't necessarily see that. Um, but I will I will really attest to that with the work that our staff puts in with our players. Um, you know, we, we we invest our time, we invest our love, we invest anything that we can um, to put into our players, and I think because of that, we've seen the return and we've seen the retention um, with with our team in particular. Now, <laughs> could that change next year? Maybe, mm-hmm. but you know, we we'll worry about that when it when it's time. Um, we're we're definitely fortunate to be in the space that we are in year five. Um, you know I think everybody wants says you know you have to be patient and things like that but I think I think there's a way to be impatient but still doing things the right way.
0: I wonder what your peers think about the ability to retain a team like that.
1: Well, who knows? I don't even know if I'm doing things the right way. I'm just <laughs> doing what's best for making the best decisions that I can for our program.
0: It seems like this year is the big year. It seems like this year if all goes according to plan is the big jump. A team that has finished, you know, top four in the league a couple of times to now a true conference championship contender. Does it feel that way for you?
1: You know, I feel like we're kind of just getting started. Um, You know, we we knew with how we recruited what we could do um, and really when we could do it. So it's almost like, you know, the story is playing out, the movie is playing out exactly how we we knew it would um, and that we can kind of predict what the ending will be. you know, a little, bit of, a little bit of luck and a little bit of hard work goes a long way. So being able to, like you said earlier, retaining all those players um, and then them buying out to what we're trying to sell um, is always the main thing also. Um, but I think as much as we're investing into them, they're investing into us and in what we want to do.
0: So the major advantage, I believe, of retention in college basketball nowadays comes in the first couple of months of the season, those first practices before the first game. A lot of coaches don't have the benefit of that right now with, with all of the mm. changes, the transient nature of the sport. Mm-hmm. Where is the team now as far as running the stuff they need to run, defensive principles, stuff that you're trying to do? Yeah. Where is the team now compared to maybe the last couple of years yeah. at this point?
1: Honestly, I think we're ahead in that I, mainly because Alaysia – um, Kiari, Michaela Funderburg, Laken Cox, um, they all made a commitment back in May to stay here all summer. Mm. So they've probably had a total of maybe three weeks at home between the end of last season until now. Um, so I really think that because of that, we've been able to get ahead. We had our whole team there, um, in the whole month of July. So, we were able to work on some things that you know. Sometimes you may have to, you might have to wait and be patient on and not work on it until the fall comes around. Um, but we were able to do some things pretty early. So you know, I feel like we're ahead of the game from an X's and O's standpoint and from teaching our system.
0: As far as keeping that core together, the big domino was Jessica Williams. Mm-hmm. Celebrated senior day, use her extra year, mm-hmm. uh, her COVID year, and now she's coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, did you expect her to come back when the off season first started or no?
1: Um, you know, I did expect her to come back, but I also encouraged her to look at other opportunities when it came to a professional level. Um, I think she's a pro, um, especially overseas. Um, she has the talent to be that. You know, I think her passion – to get in law enforcement may um, overcome her passion to be a pro and that's okay but you know I never want a player one of my players to pass up on any opportunity that they have to get to the next level Um, but I think Jessica is a loyal person Um, you know she she loves our staff Um, I hope she loves she probably don't love me all the time but most (laughs) of the time um, she loves me so um, I just think she's she's loyal and Her coming back this season probably had a little bit to do with the fact that, you know, we didn't get what we wanted last year. So, you know, coming back for this year to hopefully get what we want.
0: That loss to Campbell in the semifinals, it literally came down to the final seconds and a late layup by Campbell in a game that you led most of the way. Um, It felt like you were going to be playing for the championship and then it kind of fell apart in the final seconds there. But but you think that. Losing that game had a large influence on Jessica coming back.
1: I do. I do. Um, And you can tell after that game, her face um, is still ingrained in my head of how she felt and the emotions that she was feeling after losing. So, um, you know, I I preach to our team that we we have to be greedy. Um, And I think right now she's in her greedy mode.
0: She was, if I understood the story correctly, your first recruit when mm-hmm. you got the job at Gardner-Webb, before mm-hmm. you even hired a staff. Correct. Jessica Williams committed to play for you.
1: She did. I had to do – I was on campus by myself. Um, I knew nothing about campus because I was, had been there for maybe a couple of days, um, Convince her and her mom and dad to come down and do a visit. Um, yeah, and, I, and to be honest, second to that last game this season or last season, um, I think that has a little bit to do with it, too. Um, she knows that she was my first recruit, and I know that I recruited her first to Gardner-Webb. Um, so, you know, it, go, it goes both ways um, when it comes to the loyalty that we have to each other.
0: She's one of the best two-way players in the league. You and I have spoken in the past about some of the recognition and league honors that I think she was wrongfully left off of. She is a preseason all-conference player on the first team. This year she averaged 16 points and 8 rebounds per game last year how can she get better those are remarkable numbers
1: well I think for her um, especially this summer and right now in the fall she has really focused on what teams can do to her to stop her Um, and then working on things to counter that Um, not only Jessica but a lot of our players I don't to my to me you wouldn't even recognize who they are when they play Um, Kiari Kane has just head over heels made so many improvements um, during a time that you know she's gone through a very very hard situation in her life, um, but just her demeanor, how she walks, how she talks, her leadership on the court is just totally different from last year. Um, Jess, you know, with her getting in the gym more, um, you know, she she's a what I would consider a knockdown jump shooter. Um, the mid range game is a lost game um, in my opinion on the women's side, um, and she's that kind of that when you talk about two way three way player. Um, she's she's really tried to perfect her game from that standpoint.
0: What about Alaysia, preseason player of the year mm-hmm. in the conference? Um, we've talked about this before. She was an impact from the minute she stepped on mm-hmm. campus. Her first college game, she went for twenty-one and nine, and she hasn't stopped since. Mm-hmm. Fourteen and a half points per game, nine rebounds per game last year, nearly a double double on average. How can Alaysia improve? What is she focused on in this off season? Maybe.
1: Um, you know, getting more, getting her guard skills better um getting her handles tighter um continuing to get stronger which is which what she has um and then obviously uh her three point percentage increasing that a little bit I was looking at her stats earlier and from her first year to last year she's improved um so you when you look at that in her third season she should actually average a double double with points and rebounds um the That's first, not easy to do it's not but for her somehow some way it will be because um, she you know once she sets a goal and that's one of her goals is to average a double double, um, you know she 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 gets locked in and zoned out on that goal. Um, when I first watched her play when she was in high school, I knew from the first time that that's who I wanted. Um, she had all the tools, um, she did all the things that you wanted your four player to do. I would consider her a prototype for our program. when it comes to um, her position where she can play the three, she can play the four. Um, And when we recruited her, I was straightforward with it. And I told her, I honestly don't know what position you are, but I know we can do something with it. Um, And obviously she chose to come to Gardner-Webb, and we've been able to do a lot with it. Um, You know, she ended the season being uh, – she was a freshman of the year, player of the year, now preseason player of the year. So, you know, that transition from sophomore to junior is usually the hardest transition because, you know, like you just said, what else can I get better at? Um, But I think the X's and O's for her, her basketball IQ, um, and again, just tightening up her guard skills.
0: Jessica Williams, Alasia Smith, Kiari Kane, Lauren Bevis is another preseason all-conference player that we haven't yet mentioned. I think most people who have followed your program have an idea of what you're going to get from those four. Mm -hmm. You do return five starters. Emma Caps is back as well. She started uh, the bulk of the games for you last year. Mm. Maybe outside of those top four, though, who's one that's coming back that you expect to make a big jump this year?
1: Um, you know, we challenge everybody that everybody needs to be a little bit more effective in their minutes. Um, but I think specifically Lakin Cox, um, again, somebody who looks totally different than what she looked like last year. Um, she is a high basketball IQ post player, um, whether it's um, guarding to guard, whether it's in the post, making moves defensively. Um, when you talk about a scouting report post player, she knows her scouting report. Um, and most of the time it's not because she's paying, you know, huge attention in film. It's because she has a great feel for the game um, from a rebounding perspective. She She's somebody who, you know, I'm going to expect to maybe not average a double-double, but be close to it as we get our season going.
0: If memory serves me correctly, the quarterfinal matchup versus High Point last year, you don't win that game without – Correct, Lake yeah. And Cox. and yeah. And that was, at the time, uh, a coming out party of sorts for her. Yeah. It, it was not expected.
1: Yeah, and what's funny about that is it was her teammates who made that decision. Right. It was Jessica and Alasia who said put her in. Um, and, you know, you listen to your vets in those types of situations. Um, but, you know, her, her expectations are extremely high this year.
0: Because of all you have coming back, it isn't that large of a recruiting class, but who's a newcomer to keep an eye on?
1: Um, you know, we actually have three. Um, we were fortunate to be able to bring in a grad transfer in um, Christina Ding, who, you know, she was ready-made when she came into our program. Um, our two freshmen, Grace Pack and Tier Nyok, who, you know, they come from a high level when you talk about high school um, and the, comp- the level of competition that they played. Um, so, you know, we always recruit and we tell our, the recruits and whoever we want to bring in that, you know, you have to come in with the expectation to be ready to play. Um Alasia is a perfect example of that. Um so those they're they're bought in. Um they want to do well for the team and willing to do whatever they need to do. How did Alex Simmons spend her summer? I spent my summer in the gym and in the office, to be honest with you. This that is, is the first summer dull that answer. At least <laughs> once a month I did not go to Hilton Head. This is the first summer. So there was a reason for that though.
0: Okay, at least you didn't give me like a coach speak answer.
1: Oh no, no. I was in the office, in the gym.
0: There you go. Alex Simmons, she's the head coach of the Gardner-Webb Run in Bulldogs here in year number five. She has her team in a prime position to make a run this year. They are tied for the top spot in the Big South Conference preseason poll. Alex, uh, congratulations on the success getting to this point and all the best of luck this year. I know you have high hopes.
1: Thank you. Thank best. you. I appreciate it.
0: The Gardner-Webb women open the season on the road this upcoming Monday, November 7th down at Clemson University. It's an Education Day game, so it tips off at 11 a.m. Eastern. As for the men, Tim Kraft's squad was picked number four in the preseason conference poll. That is the fourth straight season in which the Gardner-Webb men were picked, fourth place or better. Every year, it seems like, they're in the mix. Last year finished third place and fell short in the conference semifinals. Some new faces in the backcourt. The front court full of returners and is stacked. Tim Kraft likes his team a lot, and he thinks they can contend, and so do several others around the league. Truly believe that Gardner-Webb can contend again. Here's my conversation with Coach Kraft from Media Day. Coach Kraft, number four in the league. This is four straight years that you've been picked in the top four, so I think that says pretty good things about the trajectory of your program. What do you think that says
2: from your eyes? Yeah, I, I think that's a good thing in terms of just being recognized as as a program that you know has the ability to be in the top half of the league year in and year out and and you know top 3 or 4 I think if you're you're in that um if you're in that mix uh I think you got a great chance to 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 win a championship in terms of when it win the tournament, you know, which is so hard hard to do, but I think mm-hmm. if you're consistently in that mix and you're consistently knocking on the door then, you're, you know, you're going to have that opportunity to, to uh, cut the nets down. So, um, you know, I'm excited to, to have another opportunity to hopefully compete for that this year. So let's talk about the team on the
0: court. I think one of the very notable positives is that you return almost your entire front court.
2: Yeah. Oh, um, yeah.
0: Kareem Reed, who's a preseason all-conference player, Ludovic Dufial, Sammy Yototo comes back from injury, Uh, Ademide Badmus, Anthony Seldon on the wing, Mm -hmm. who at times last year had to kind of play Mm -hmm. more down in the post. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, What will that contingent do? uh, And how much better can they make the team this year as compared to previous years since they're all coming back?
2: Well, I think it gives us a a defensive presence to protect a rim, you know, uh, two of the better shot blockers in the league with Ludovic and Kareem, Anthony Seldon, who's actually also a great shot blocker, and, and has become an elite defender, perimeter defender. Um, you know, I think it, it allows us to continue to be good on that end of the floor. Um, you know, hopefully it'll allow us to impose our will on the glass some, uh, on both ends. Um, but, uh, you know, all those guys have been in our program. They know how we operate. Um, certainly, uh, you know the four seniors um, ha- have complete buy-in to to our culture and how we do things, um, and, and they've all they all four of them ha- have uh, become better leaders in different different ways. Um, so, you know, I, I love that group of guys at front court, and uh, yeah, excited about seeing them uh, all all of them take uh, steps uh, to improve as players. That said
0: the incoming class of recruits is very guard heavy and you're going to have to replace your top two scorers from last year Mm -hmm. uh who chose to transfer out and go elsewhere Um, dq nicholas quest aldridge caleb robinson lucas steber they're among the names that that could play any of those guys stand out and what do they provide
2: well they all they all have um have stood out on different days Mm um uh, you know i think yeah, you know, I think exciting thing for us this year is is point guard play. Uh was was not real consistent for us last year. Our assist turnover ratio at that position was not very good. Um we ended up having to to um you know, move move a uh, our our starting four man, in Zion Williams to play the point. And he actually did did a really nice job. You know, we we found a way to kind of do it by committee, but but um that wasn't necessarily a strength for our team in terms of um being a low turnover uh group uh, on on you know at, at that position and um so I'm really excited about that position this year um you've obviously got julie you didn't mention uh you're meant, you're talking about the transfers the you're asking guys, yeah. about the transfers, but julie and you know, Samar are coming back. yeah, as I start to talk about kind of that point guard position mm-hmm. um you know, you got Julian Samaro with a year under his belt, got a lot of experience as a freshman, has gotten him better. gotten better, has improved, he's a tremendous leader, um, terrific uh, perimeter shooter. So he's got a year under his belt. He he's also become a really reliable defender. Um but then adding to the kind of that point guard position is, is really I think with Julian when we and D Q Nichols and then Lucas Steber you got three guys that could all play there and and play the position well uh DQ Nichols is a really shifty um athletic uh guard who, who can who has a great ability to get to the paint um he gets to the foul line at a high rate he did that at Semo. he's done that for us in the preseason um you know, uh, you know, he so so he, he's really dynamic in terms of getting to the paint, collapsing the defense, being able to get to a foul line, uh, create shots for other people, uh, once he gets there. Um, he's a relentless defender on the ball. He's tough, he's physical, um, so excited about what he can do for our team. Lucas Steber is, is a different guard, you know, he's totally different to D Q. He's he's a guy with great size at almost six four. Um and he's got great leadership ability, and he's he's uh, he's he's an elite uh, passer and just ball mover, which you know he does things that don't necessarily show up in a stat sheet, but really help you score with his ability to move the ball quickly, get us into offense. Um, really has a, um, a, a a mind to try to get. Players and his teammates involved. I think people really like playing with them because of that. Um, he he's more of your uh, your drop back passing quarterback type of guy. Um, that that that's just you know great great command of of what we want to do. Uh, great voice out there, and really uh, likes to spray the ball around the floor. Um, so I, I love uh, our ability to play any of those three guys at the point, and certainly play them together sometimes also. Um, so it uh, yeah. gives us some versatility at the point guard position. Um, you know, Qu- Quest Aldridge uh, was Belmont Abbey's leading scorer. They won three championships at Belmont Abbey. Comes from a great program,
0: high-level Division Two. And yeah.
2: yeah, and and uh, you know that that's what I think he can bring. He can really help us. Um, you know, he's got to make some adjustments physically and how to how to how to be a more physical player. Um, but 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 he's talented. I mean, he's really talented and um you know he's uh ha- has the ability to really help uh take on some of that scoring uh load that we lost with with uh two guys from last year so he he can make shots he, he can get to the rim he's also a high assist guy needs to be a lower turnover guy um but but he's going to be an exciting player that that can score quick um and then Caleb Robinson is kind of a big wing um you know paint touch finisher uh you know he's, he, he, he's 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 really got a nice pace to his game offensively, and he's become a better passer. So you know he, he's he's learning uh, all, all four of those guys, kind of learning how we play and how we do things. But they're picking up things really quick. I, I like them all.
0: It seems like from your answer that all four of those guys can make an impact. We can expect to see some minutes from all of them. Yeah. And and you seem pretty confident that the feeling that I get from being around the program, watching some practices. Is that you feel pretty confident in that group to replace what you lost in the backcourt? Is that fair?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think they're just high-character guys, and they're talented, and they want to be good, and they want to win, um, and, and be a part of winning. And um, you know, that's the most important thing in our program is you want to. You know, we want guys that want to impact winning, and, um, uh, and and then then you know. We, we, then we've also got uh, four second-year players, you know, guys that, four guys that are, are sophomores, one of them red-shirted and Brendan McCalcio. but, you know, four guys that were in our program last year, practiced last year, three of them with Julian, Leon Williams, and Ademide Badmus all played, all had a role. Um, all three of them played in our conference tournament games. You know, they both played in both of our conference tournament games, um, um, all three of them. Lots uh, more experience and
0: depth it feels like, Cause, yeah, because at times, especially yeah. uh, if I remember very early in the non conference last year, uh, Dimide was a true freshman at the yeah. time, and he's oh. your number two post player playing against Duke who was one of the yeah. top teams in the country yeah yeah, yeah, so it we, seems like there's more depth we
2: had we had you know we had three post players hurt last year early, yeah so you know we're healthy right now, so yeah, we have depth really at every position right now, and um, you know I think that's I, I think all the guys that we discussed. Have an opportunity to to to, to you know contribute um, on the floor. Like have a you know everybody on our team is going to contribute, right? Um, every every player is going to going to have a role that that impacts winning. But you know I think all of those guys have an actual ability to to earn playing time, to 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 you know carve out a role for them to play minutes. Uh, and, and then, you know, the, the hard thing for me is going to be, you know, figuring out who to play the most and, and who to play together and, and when, and all those things that's just going to take a little time when we got a lot of capable guys. So it'll take, it'll take some time to figure that out. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a good problem to have, you know, in
0: our discussions in the preseason, the last couple of years, you have prided yourself on. Um, recruiting a lot of high school seniors especially out of those really good leagues at the northeast where Mm -hmm. you had a little bit of a pipeline going this year's class seems very transfer heavy have you changed your recruiting philosophy at all as college basketball has changed a bit
2: well we did this spring you know we just felt like um we we just felt like this is something that we wanted to 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 try to you know go all in with in this class Hmm. and and that doesn't mean we're not gonna recruit high school guys anymore. We've we brought two high school players on official visits in the spring, in the fall here, um, but but with our spring, with the the makeup of our roster, and and with the the players that we lost, just trying to put our roster together and give us the best chance to have the best team possible. We felt like we could really uh, use some experience. We, we felt like the transfer portal is a great way to to really evaluate, um, you know addressing certain issues like you know we felt like we didn't have a great passing team uh, in terms of coming back and, uh, and, and you know the, the, not that you know every player on our team can't it, it just just as a whole we needed better passing so like Lucas Stieber is a great passer um, you know you're able to kind of address certain issues and, um, and so we went all in that in the spring I mean we really attacked the transfer portal I thought our coaching staff did a great job and the guys we recruited, and then the guys we were able to get. Um, and they fit really well with what we feel like we needed.
0: So the season opens on Monday, November 7th. You have a week-long trip, Colorado State, Stephen F. Austin, a couple of teams that are coming off of tournament appearances. The non-conference schedule is tough, uh, as it normally is. You have some Power 5 games on that as well. Um, exciting times ahead. But we can't go any further. We can't wrap up this interview without talking about last week. The return of Bulldog Madness, yeah, the Paul Porter Arena. Oh yeah, uh, that I know you were instrumental in in, yeah. in bringing back. It, it was an event that had been done oh, in the yeah. past when in a previous stints here for you uh, as an assistant coach. What you think of the crowd? First of all, I thought the crowd was yeah. pretty good.
2: Pretty good turnout. You know, really have to give credit to Coach Simmons. Um, you know, she had it on her mind and and um, and, and came to me about it and and uh, and I th- I was all for it. So um, really got credit her for. For getting it going again um but uh yeah it was a lot of fun i think our players had a good time we love seeing you out there uh yeah, let's you know, be honest highlight of the night there. was me airballing a three oh yeah in the staff game uh, yeah that was great it was great <laughs> seeing you out there and uh, trying to get up and down and uh you know you look like you could use some extra conditioning yeah it's been a while it's been a while it's been a while uh, you do have a future as uh,
0: a public address announcer doing introductions <laughs> um, if yeah. this coaching thing doesn't hey, work out.
2: Hey, I, I never knew I was good at that. First time I've ever done that. So I just grabbed a mic and went with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, number one thing you are looking forward to this season. Every season has its identity. Every team has its identity. Every year, in in a way, I think is a new learning experience for a staff and um What's the number one thing that that you're looking forward to this year? Yeah, I mean,
2: that's not really something I think about. Like, hey, this is one thing I'm really looking forward to. You know, I just think, you know, the process of of going through another season, you know, the the season just brings so many different ups and downs. And, um, you know, if I had to say one thing, I would say probably going through a season with a group of four seniors, Mm -hmm. um, which is a little bit rare, probably like in the changing landscape that we're in you know but but going through a year with with four players that have have been in our program for four years Ludovic with in, in with five um I, that's just special uh, as a coach you want to see those guys like just really make every minute count you know and just have a great a great great experience in their last season and um so th- th- if i had to identify one thing that's probably what i would say
0: and to peel back the curtain a little bit there there's a wall down near the locker room where um, those four-year guys, if they finish mm-hmm. their career, they finish all four years at Gardner Webb. They they get honored just for that. Yeah. And, and more and more, if you look, um, as the years go on, there there isn't as much of that in all of college right. basketball, and maybe there isn't as much of that on that wall. Uh, mm-hmm. But there are some guys on this team that, no matter what, they're going to appear on that wall that's at the right.
2: end of the year. Yeah, and that's really special, you know. To, you know, we talk about leaving a legacy, and you know, one of the things that that you can certainly do is, you know, if even Zion Williams was just here for a year as a grad transfer, you know, he left a great legacy um, with the way he went about his work. Um, But, you know, guys that are here for four years and really have a chance to impact our campus and our community and um, a bunch of teammates that they played with uh, is special. Tim, as always, thank you for the time, and go get them this year.
0: Thanks, Phil. The men open their season on the road as well on Monday November 7th, they'll fly out to Colorado, take on Colorado State. It's a 9 p.m. Eastern tip. Stay awake. Don't miss it. Both of these teams, the men and the women, they will come home in the next couple of weeks and play at Paul Porter Arena. And don't miss your chance to help pack Porter. And don't miss all the action of these two teams who are expected once again to compete for conference championships. Season tickets are available now sports.com That's gwusports.com, the official home of Gardner Webb University Athletics, where you can purchase season tickets and not miss a second of the action at home as the Gardner Webb men and the Gardner Webb women both compete near the top of the conference. That does it for this edition of Dog Tracks. Remember, you can track all that's happening at Webb Athletics at GWU Sports.com, but also follow the Running Bulldogs on social media at GWU Sports across all the platforms. That's at GWU Sports and search the hashtag Running Bulldogs. Until next time, I'm your host, Phil Constantino. Go, dogs.